Praise to God, who's the head of my life. Thank my wife and family for being here this morning. I thank my pastor for giving me an opportunity to share the word, to participate in the gospel and laboring with him here at 45th. Well, we're not going to try to keep you too long, but we do have a word from the Lord for you. Today we want to talk about cleaning house. Cleaning house. This message is found in the book of Matthew, chapter 12, verses 43 through 45. Before we read the scripture, I just want to just give you a little background. You keep playing a little bit in the background. That sounds good to me. Jesus gives a striking parable here about the spiritual condition of the nation of Israel. The parable is that how a house swept clean but unoccupied. The demons have been driven out. 
but finding no place to rest, returns with seven other spirits, resulting in an even greater degeneration. Only by inviting Christ to be the honored guest and the head of the home could Israel know the full blessings of God. Likewise, I believe America's in the same predicament, collectively as a nation, but individually in our homes, in our communities, we are faced with the same situation. Or the call goes out today for you to clean your house. When the last time you done a spiritual sweep through, got rid of some of the cobwebs, things that have been causing problems, as you look around in our society, murder, drugs, crime, unrighteousness, immoralities, Everything that is sinful seems to be at an all-time high. This is a spiritual condition that has manifested naturally. I want you to know that it starts out in the unseen before it becomes seen. In order to get to the root of the problem, we got to do some groundbreaking today. Yeah, we see the trees, but it's the roots. It's the seed that is planted before the tree come up. People only want to deal with what they see, but never the unseen. And that's where our problem is. Our true enemy is the devil and his demons. But we very seldom want to deal with this. The first century old Christians knew a little bit something about demonics. Demon attacking. We have renamed and relabeled some of the things that the word of God tells you is demonic attacks, is demonic oppression. We got different names today. Matthew 12, 43 and 45 reads, When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and findeth none. Then he saith, I will return into my house. From whence I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Then goeth he, and taketh with him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation. Let us pray. 
Oh, gracious and mighty God, we come right now in the name of Jesus. Asking first of all, Father, that thou will forgive us of our sins, our transgressions, and our iniquities. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you would reveal to us any unconfessed trespasses, sins, transgressions, or iniquities that we have hidden in our heart against God. Now, Lord, we invite you to take thy rightful place in our home, in our spiritual home, in our mind, our body, our soul. We ask that you come and you cleanse. We serve notice right now to you, devil. We plead the blood of Jesus. For the word says, the Lord rebuked thee. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke sickness, disease, mental illness. Anything that is of thee. We ask Holy Spirit right now that you would heal your people. You will open their deaf ears and, and release their blinded and blinded eyes so that they may not only see but hear the truth. For it is what will make them free. It's in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for thy grace and mercy as this word go forth. In Jesus' name, amen. Cleaning house. Cleaning house. Is your house clean? What a mighty lesson. I don't know if you knew that this was a parable that Jesus was given. Understand a lot of things that Jesus taught. He, he, he had to teach it from an earthly perspective, but it had a heavenly meaning. Let us begin. Demon spirits can invade and indwell in human bodies. It is their goal to do so. By indwelling in a person, they obtain the advantage in controlling the person better from the inside than from the outside. When demons indwell in a person, he or she is said to have evil spirits, to have demons or to be demonized. Ephesians 6 and 12 tells us, says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. When the scripture speaks of wrestling, it's talking about the warfare that we are having with Satan and his hosts. It also speaks when it says wrestling of close quarter fighting, grappling with the powers of darkness. The enemy is a spiritual one and the weapons he used are spiritual. Wrestling also suggests pressure tactics. Hear me now. This tells us that same tactics is to put pressure on us. He does this in various areas of our life, in thought, through our emotions, in our decision making, and he also does it in our physical bodies. 
He has a way of attacking. You, 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 you under attack when certain thoughts and, and images come into your mind because this is what he does. But God's remedy for victory over the demonic pressure is called spiritual warfare. The Bible shows us how Christians can put pressure on the demons and defeat him. Christians should always consider demons as unnecessary and undesirable trespassers. Well, what is a trespasser? A trespasser is one who unlawfully and intentionally intrudes uninvited upon the territory of another. That's you. That's your mind. You, you, you don't, devil, you don't have a right to be in my mind. You don't have the right to, to approach me with all this worldly stuff. But that doesn't mean that he won't do it. Trespassers will continue their unlawful practices until they are confronted and challenged based on one's legal rights. Well, when it comes to the believer, Jesus purchased the believer with his own blood. And as a result, it's made the steward of the believer's life. Jesus is the steward over your life. The devil has no legal rights to the believer. However, it is up to the believer to defend his or her rights. You got to know who you are and whose you are. In the garden, when, when, when the devil, the serpent, came up to the woman and, and began to converse with her, when he began to tell her what God has said, thou shalt not, she, her job was to defend what she knew. Never what she thought. That the, the devil don't want you to, to come at him with what you know for sure, but what you think. Understand, you, you do what you know, not what you think. And if you don't know, if you're thinking about it, you need to ask. I, 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 I teach my children this. If you don't know, ask. We, we, we was taught that in school. Raise your hand. But if you notice, if you think back, we often felt embarrassed, ridiculed. It was a problem to raise your hand. Your, your, your classmates will look at you like, what are you doing? We trying to get out of here. You, you asking questions. You prolonging the situation. So what would happen, you won't ask. No demon or evil spirit can remain within the Christian believer when the Christian believer desires, seriously desires him to go. James 4 and 7 says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. When a thought comes in, you can take it captive and you can kick it out. You, 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 you don't have to let it take root in your mind. Understand, the devil is always trying to impregnate your mind with his thoughts. 
I know that's a strong word and I, I ain't trying to be sexist right here, but he will implant his seed in you. The word of God said, when, when I seek to do good, evil is always present. Have I been somewhere? Has somebody taken advantage of me unknowingly? What we read in Matthew 5, I mean 12, 43 through 45, I, 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 when God gave it to me again, he, he, he said Jesus speaks of an unclean spirit's return. When you look at it again, hear it now from this perspective, a more English perspective. When an unclean spirit comes out of a man, it roams through waterless places looking for rest. It's trying to find rest, y'all. Hit me now. It came out of somebody and tried to find rest in somebody else. But if it cannot find nobody else, it'll come back. The key word is finding rest. It's looking for rest. It said, but it doesn't find any. Then it says, I go back into my house that I came out of. People on your job, in your school, and in, 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 in your circle at times often are releasing spirits. Have you ever walked into a situation and it seems that the air was thick? I, I, let, let, let me help you. Somebody has said, Lord have mercy, help me. Get this out of me. I, I don't want to feel like this. And, and when they called on the name of Jesus, what was in them had to get out. You leave out the room and you come back and there's peace in the room. Those spirits have found somebody to enter in or has went into somebody else. Because just as soon as you cast it out, it's looking. It says, I go back into my house that I came from and when it arrives back at its old house, it finds the house vacant. This was Israel's problem. God had done it, had cleaned it up, but they did not invite God in. What about you? When God cleanses you out because you've repented and asked, why are you going to invite him in as the honored guest? You, you, you've done a wonderful work in my life, Lord. Come on in. Not only does he become the honored guest, he becomes the head of the house. If Jesus is the head of your house, understand, he's the watchdog. Ain't nothing going to get past Jesus. He never sleeps. He, he forever standing guard. Whatever the enemy has, he got a remedy for it. He has the answer. So the house is vacant, it's swept, and it's put in order. Swept, polished, put in order. I done rearranged everything. It's ready for somebody to come in and inhabit it. You decide who. 
But because you don't invite Jesus in, it's amazing. You only invited Jesus in like the Mary maid. I didn't need you to come in. This is what people do when it comes to, to the Lord. He, he's, the, he, he's the cleanup man. He, he, he's the janitor. Your, your job as the janitor is to clean up now. Get on now. Because this happened, it says, it, then it goes off, or should I say out, and bring back seven other spirits more evil than itself. Because you didn't invite Jesus in to be the head, to be the watchman, to be the guard dog, you're going to be tempted again to sin. When you sin again, he comes back, but he ain't coming alone. It says when he comes, he brings those other seven. They enter in and settle down. This is done to keep from being cast out again. Because he is doing everything to make sure that you don't get free again. Stronghold. Captive. This is what the enemy is doing. And we play around with it. Understand they multiply by seven. One go out, eight come back in. Eight go out, 56 come back in. Keep doing the mouth. 56 go out, another number. Understand, before you know it, you got legion in you. Hear me now, one spirit bring back seven more, so I want you to get this. This math is off the chain. Any mathematicians in the building? He says, as a result, the, the man's last condition is worse than the first. You went from one to... A number that even I can't pronounce. That's right. He says, this is how it will also be with this evil generation. So let me show you. When, when you hear about violence, the devil entered into somebody and made the person angry. It could have been through jealousy or whatever. The jealousy, the anger... Invited in another spirit, murder. Invited in another one that came in that, 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 that had the aggression. Understand, each spirit is tag-teaming the individual. You wonder why you can't get no rest at night? Why your mind keep running? Because them devils don't sleep. The addict is a demon that says, you want some? It's another demon that says, I know where it is. It's another one that says, get up. Put that on. Go over here. Do this. Here it is. There it is. You ain't got no money. Beg. Do this to get it. Now smoke it. How you feel? Now let's go do this. And let's go do that. And let's go. And before you know it, you so tired. God has fixed it where we're supposed to get physical rest. We are like a computer. We got to recharge. But if you never get reset, then understand you're going through things. A person that don't eat is angry, frustrated. Understand, they're going through some things and they'll act out on you. You, you. you can't see it happening mentally. Or let me say, change the right word. 
spiritually. But what you see is when they don't have their breaking point. They losing it. They don't went off. They showing out. You wonder what is the wrong? What done got into them? You know what's in them. What's in them need to get out of them. But nobody is providing the remedy of how to get it out. And if they do, some don't want him out. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let, 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 let. Christians must be sure that no demon has a legal right to indwell in his or her body. What are legal rights? Spiritually. A legal right is a sin or sins, especially willful sins that give demons the opportunity to enter and or harass you because of an unrepentant heart. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm grown. You can't tell me what to do. This is my body. It bothers me when a Christian said it's because the words that present your body as a living sacrifice. Your body ain't your body if you belong to Christ. But this is what happens. We become so grown that we are prideful. Pride is when we think we know what's best for us than what God knows. Pride is when our kids want to tell us what to do and we the parent. God ain't going to let us tell him what to do. So parents, don't let your kids tell you what to do. Obedience, as it says, is better than sacrifice. Him and that obedience always come first. People love to make sacrifices. I know I, I, I did. I shouldn't. Huh? What? I knew you was going to tell me no. So said no. But, but I made it back. I'm like, what? These are the things that, that, that happen. When we commit sins, it opens the door to the devil. Demons are always looking for someone who has committed sin through omission or commission which will give them the legal right to be able to come in directly if we do not repent within a reasonable time. God gives us time to repent. He, he, he holds back. Understand that the, the last day assault on assault is on us. We live in the last days. The assault had been begun, but it's increasing. What you mean, Rev? You got 1% of this nation who believes in living unrighteous. They are the ones that have got in control of our politicians or, or those of our leaders. And because they get to the leader, the leader makes the decision that affects all of us. You, you can go back to the Old Testament. That's why it was so important for the king, the leader, to live right. Because if he didn't live right and those that were also in power, they influenced those that was below them to do the same thing. And so time and time again, God kept sending the prophet, the man of God, to warn them. And time and time again, they refused to heed the warning. 
The scriptures are so bad in there that, that God says in one of them, how, many, how you going to know you're going to stay this way? You're going to keep, keep beating over the head. How, how many times I got to do this to you? Some sins give you a few that allows the enemy to come in. Direct will for sins which are committed on a regular basis. Crime, drug use, alcohol, understand these are sins, understand. You're supposed to be filled with the Holy Spirit, not nothing else, not those other spirits. If you ever notice, you got to start with spirits. What, what's going on now? Spirits. The, 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 in, in Proverbs, it talks about the, the, the one with the red eyes. He that been drinking so much. His eyes get so red, he becomes a fool. And, and the rod is for the back of a fool. Now, y'all don't want to hear me this morning, but I, I, I got some more for you. Other sins that open you up for direct attack. The occult, meaning that fortune telling, terror cards, witchcraft, magic, horoscope, magic. I, I understand, parents, Harry Potter done messed us up. Uh, I, I, I know you think there's something that's such as good man. Harry Potter done opened the door for, for, for satanic influence to come in. You, you got kids and grown folks around here for one. These has opened us up. He said the word, you heard, I heard entertainment, but let me let you know, entertainment is detainment. Let me let that register. Entertainment is detainment. It holds you captive. For the enemy to come in and work his magic on you. For the enemy to come in and seduce you and influence you even more. One thing leads to another because understand, people can go online and do real witchcraft. The word of God in here talks about witches. Witches ought to be put to death. He also talks about a sorcerer in the book of Acts. Their job is to distract you from the truth, from the word of God. I'm going to move on. We're going to move on. Let me give you another one. Generational curses open up the door. What you mean? They're supposed to be coming out with a movie called Haiti. And Haiti is considered, says that our true religion is voodoo. But we've been brainwashed into Christianity. Voodoo has nothing to do with Jesus Christ. You get to practicing voodoo, witchcraft, and all that. Understand, you come up on a demonic attack. What happens when we engage in these things, we get in an agreement. Here it is. Agreement, or should I say covenant. We're supposed to be in the covenant with God, like Israel. And the, this is the problem. They kept breaking their covenant, the agreement, to go and try to participate over here. He said, you can't serve two masters. Joshua told you to choose in this day whom you will serve. 
Not only that, we have unforgiveness. The spirit of unforgiveness will invite them in. Ungodly soul ties will invite them in. Nobody wants to preach about or tell the people no more. Shacking is against the word of God. Fornication and adultery is not permitted. When, when we get to talking about sin, then they'll start texting and everything. Why you can't talk about the love of God? Yeah. Let me send him a message. You need to preach more about the love of God. People fail to realize that there's another side to God. God loved you enough to do what he did. What did he do, Reverend? Understand, he came down through 42 generations, put on the robe of flesh, went out there, hung, bled on a cross called Calvary. He defeated the, the, the enemy in the natural realm. Well, I understand, he defeated them with truth and wisdom. But that wasn't the true enemy. What he had to do was release the flesh to go down into the spiritual realm, death and hell. Understand, because that's where the true power was. He went down there. And made a mockery of them. He took for them the power that they had. He stripped them of everything that they had. Then he came back up. Three days it said he got up. This is what he had all power. Was no more power down there. Power that was up there. Everything was in him. With us he said I'm going to give you some keys. To the kingdom. Understand that, that the power he gave is greater than the power in the world. Greater than whatever the enemy can do. And so that's why the enemy don't have no power. That's why he's like a roaring lion. Understand? He, he round him making all this noise. But when you turn the light on of God, you find out he ain't nothing but a little bit of kitty cat. But with a big mouth. But if you're in darkness, you can't see. And so you scared. You got the spirit of fear. But he hadn't given us the spirit of fear. Let me help you out. This is the word. This is what you got to use on this rascal. In the name of Jesus, we have the authority. Adam lost it. Hear me now. When he did what he did, he had no more power. He had the authority. The authority originally in the earth realm is in man. It's in you now. How you going to use your authority? If you want the true power, hook yourself up to the everlasting battery. Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm going to move on because we got we getting ready. Understand there are spiritual laws that are in operation in our world. And even demons have to abide by these spiritual laws that have been set up by God. How I know Revelation 3 and 20. Well, I hope you, hope you got your Bibles with you at home. It says this. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and I will sup with him and he with me. This is Jesus. 
Jesus himself will stand and knock on your door to see if you are willing to open the door and allow him to come in. In order to have Jesus come into our lives, we first have to be willing to give him permission to do so. Oh, thank you, Jesus. As God, Jesus will never force himself on any of us. But he's always knocking. He's always knocking. He's knocking. Will you let him in? The reason being is that God has given each one of us a free will and he will never violate that free will. And it's the exact same way with demons. Demons cannot enter or inside a person unless they do something specific on their end that will open the door and they'll come right in and that's called a legal right. 25 times in the New Testament demons are called unclean spirits. The word unclean is the same word that is used in the Old Testament to designate certain animals that the Israelites were not to eat or touch. However, in the New Testament scriptures, Colossians 2, 15 through 17 lifts the prohibition by showing that unclean animals were spiritual types. Understand a spiritual type. What the unclean animals represented to the Israelites in the natural realm is what demons or evil spirits or unclean spirits are to the Christians in the spiritual realm. Just like the Israelites were zealous in protecting oneself from coming in contact with anything considered unclean according to the Levitical law, the Christians is to guard himself from contacting evil spirits. Our pastor preached a couple of months ago about Jesus cleansing the temple. If you notice, Jesus was filled with righteous indignation at what he found in the temple, his father's house. It was no time for mere words. It was time for action. He began personally with a determination to purge the temple of God of every defiling thing. This, when I looked again, Pastor, was a perfect illustration of the Christian cleansing his body, which is the temple of God from every defiling and unclean thing. When you gonna do it? First Corinthians 3, 16 and 17 says, know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwelleth in you. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which are ye? 
But I come to understand that some Christians are not ready to get rid of indwelling demons or evil spirits, as one might assume. Some have been walking in agreement with certain evil spirits for so long that they do not want to change. Not every Christian wants to live in purity, but has made friends with the devil and his evil spirits. There is a way that seemeth right unto men, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. I got this sugar mama on the side. I got this sugar dad on the side. They help it out. What's wrong? We're equal exchange. In the world, no, ain't nothing wrong. But in God's eyesight, it's all wrong. In the old way, we said, you got to call a spade a spade. You can't cut if we play in spades with a heart. Diamond or club. You, you, you can't make the rules up as you go. The rules have already been established. So I want us to pray that all God's children who are willingly cohabitating with with swine or evil spirits, we'll see that there is a better life in Christ. Just like the prodigal son who came to himself while he was living among the swine. He came to himself. Second, he decided he would separate himself. I got to come to myself and I got to make a decision to separate myself. Third, I got to return home to my father. Oh, can I get an amen? In closing, how do we clean house? I, I can't let you go without telling you. We clean the house is found in 1 John 1 and 9. And it reads, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I'm saying verbally confess, repent and renounce of each of your sins that have given the enemy legal rights into your life. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal any unconfessed sins that you might have hidden in your heart against God. Whatever you do, you do it all in the name of Jesus. Imagine. Why? Because in John 14, 14 and 13 and 14, Jesus lets you know whatever you ask in my name. Woo! I'm going to do. And John 16 and 23, he said, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he shall give it. You got to know how to approach him. You got to know how to clean 
your house and keep it clean. This is the word of God for the people of God. I pray that you've been blessed. Thank you.